All right, Bible and Daily Lifers, we're going through the New Testament. It's taking us about 10 or 12 minutes a day. We're going through one chapter a day, Monday through Friday. And we're going to make it through the New Testament in a year that way. So we are in chapter 15 of the Gospel of Luke. There's three parables. Jesus likes to teach in parables. And each one of these parables is about something that is lost. Something that is lost. Well, uh, here's the clue. Here's the hint. What's lost is people who don't know Jesus, who aren't following after Jesus, who haven't accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, his death on the cross, his resurrection for us. So um, let's jump in and read it. Luke chapter 15, verse 1. Now the tax collectors and the sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. So uh, the sinners and the tax collectors, the tax collectors were seen as sort of national traitors. They weren't really liked by, by the people because they collected taxes for Rome and uh, they collected from the Jewish people, from the Jewish uh, population and gave it to Rome and they didn't like paying taxes to Rome. So they didn't like it when their neighbors were tax collectors. So uh, the tax collectors, those who were you know, not so much accepted by the rank and file of society, although they were rather wealthy and connected because they would charge more for taxes than Rome was asking. That's how they got paid. <clears throat> Whatever they took in over what they were supposed to pay Rome, they could keep. The tax collectors and the sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. They liked to listen to Jesus. But, there's the clue, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, and they said, this man welcomes sinners and he eats with them. Well, that was the reputation Jesus had, that he eats with sinners. And Jesus told this parable about eating with sinners. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and he loses one of them. Let's say you're a shepherd, you've got a hundred sheep and you lose one. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? So he pursues it until he finds it. And we talked uh, just a, a few chapters back about blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit's always trying to get you to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. That constant pursuit, pursue you all the way till the day that you die. So he'll pursue it until he finds it. And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders, picks up that sheep, puts it on his shoulders. He's glad. And he goes home. He takes the sheep home. That's what he's doing with the lost sheep. You, me, the lost sheep wandering around the countryside, putting us on his shoulders. He's taking us home. And then he calls his friends and his neighbors. and He says, rejoice with me. I found my lost sheep. And I tell you that in the same way, there'll be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than 99 righteous people who don't need to repent. Well, sometimes when I'm in a meeting and I give an invitation for people to come to Christ when they do, I say all of heaven is rejoicing right now. Heaven's having a party. We should be rejoicing as well. Woo! Woo! Someone turned to Christ. We should be rejoicing. We should be glad. But not the Pharisees. They weren't glad. They weren't glad that Jesus was eating with the tax collectors and sinners. They were mad. They were muttering about it. Mutter, 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 mutter. Well, here's the next one. He says, here's another one. Well, you didn't get that one. How about this one? Chapter 15, verse 8 of Luke. Suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and she loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp 
and sweep under the house and search carefully until she finds it. So if you have something valuable and you've lost it, don't you go looking for it? Well, we are valuable. We are made in the image of God. We are lost. We are lost. We are not found. We are running around on our own. And when she finds it, she calls all her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there's more rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God when one sinner repents than when all of those who are gathered are there. We're just rejoicing. We're glad. We're glad that the lost have come home. We're glad that the lost have been found. We're glad that the wandering sinner has finally come home. Chapter 15, verse 11. This is sort of a well-known parable. He said there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So, And so he divided up the property and gave it to him. He was saying, give me my inheritance early. I want my inheritance. The guy's wealthy. He said, I want my inheritance. His dad gave it to him. Not long after that, the younger son got together all that he had, and he set off for a distant country, and he squandered all his wealth and wild living. Probably paid for everyone. Uh, you know, go into the bar and treat everybody. Hey, drinks on me. Wild living. Spent it all. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. Well, now he spent everything. Now there's a famine. Now he doesn't have anything. He lost it all on this wild living. And so he went and he hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him out to feed his pigs. Well, he had work feeding pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. And so he's like, man, the pigs are eating better than me. I wish I could just eat some of those pig pods. When he came to a census, I love that phrase. That's also used later on. The Apostle Paul uses it of people who are away from God saying when they come to their senses. I think we should pray for that. Maybe you know somebody right now that needs to come to their senses. Lord, I know people that need to come to their senses. I pray for them right now. And Lord, we are touching and agreeing. Uh, two of us uh, or more are agreeing that these people that we're thinking about would come to their senses in Jesus' name. Amen. So when he had come to his senses, he said, How many times have my father's hired servants had food to spare? Where here I am starving to death. The guys that work for my dad, they have all kinds of leftovers. But I'm going to set out and I'm going to go back to my father. I'm going to say, Father, I've sinned against heaven and you. And so he rehearses the lines. You ever do that? You're going into a situation to rehearse the lines. Well, this kid's rehearsing the lines. And he was going to say to his dad, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of the hired servants. And so he got up and he went to his father and he had the lines rehearsed in his head. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and he was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son and he threw his arms around him and kissed him. When you take one step towards God and he will run to you, he will flood to you. And that's what's happening here running, running to the son, running to the returning one. They call this the prodigal son. Prodigal means excessive. And so he excessively spent everything that he had and he wasted it. And the father sees him in a distance and the father runs to him. Now they say that uh, older men, especially older wealthy men, you know, they wouldn't run. It would be sort of undignified. But when the father sees him in the distance, how did he see him in the distance? You know, maybe he just saw his swagger. Do you know how you can see some people walking down the road and you can tell just by the way they move, by the way they walk, you go, hey, that's, you know, my sister, my brother, my, my co-worker. You can tell by the way that they carry themselves. Well, he comes out with his rehearsed lines. He says, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. 
But the father really interrupts him. And he said to the servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on his, put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast. Let's celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and now he's alive. He was lost and now he's found. So let's, let's begin to celebrate. Lost and found. He was dead and now he's alive. Celebration. He's coming home. Now keep in mind, he's saying this in light of the Pharisees saying, you know, he eats with sinners. Um, they didn't like the idea that the lost were coming home. They didn't like the idea that the dead were coming back to life. And he said, meanwhile, the older son, now the older son here, I give you a hint, it's the religious leaders. That's who he's talking about. The older son was in the field. And when he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of his servants. And he said, what in the world's going on over there? And they said, your brother's come home. And your father has killed the fatted calf because he, he has him back safe and sound. And the older brother became angry. He refused to go in. I'm not going to go there. Why wouldn't he go there? What's his big attitude about? Well, I said, so his father went out and pleaded with him. He said, come on, come into the house. Come to the bar and have something to eat. Your brother's home. Your brother came back. But he answered his dad. He said, look, now this is the way he starts serving God. And a lot of people see that this is the way that they serve God. He said, look to his dad, look. All these years I've been slaving for you. Oh, that's how we serve God. We serve God as slaves. All these years I've been slaving for you. I never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me a young goat. You never let me celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who squandered all of your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fatted calf for him. You know, what's he doing? He's like tattling on his brother. You know, did you know that he was spent money on prostitutes? He spent your money on prostitutes. And now you're going to celebrate now that he's come home? And he said, my son. The father said, you're always with me, the religious leaders. Everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because his brother of yours was dead and he's alive again. He was lost and he was found. You know, religion, religion likes to exclude people. Jesus likes to include people. He likes to remember the, the previous parables. If you didn't see them in the previous chapter, go back and, and, and read them. Uh, listen to them. Listen, listen to this study where Jesus said, go out to the highways and the byways and compel them to come in. Jesus said, I want a full house. I, I, I want the, the wedding banquet table full. Just go out and get everybody. Jesus is glad when lost sinners come home. How bad can you be? You can't be bad enough. Anybody can come. Please come. Please come. Please come. Prodigal. And this also is the prodigal father because the prodigal father lavishes his love on this undeserving son. Wow. God is so good. God is so good. Like, let's just come to him. The ABCs of salvation. Admit you're a sinner. You know, believe that, you know, Jesus came according to the scriptures, died on the cross, rose again, and confess. Confess your sins to him and confess him as Lord and Savior. So uh, let's keep moving through the New Testament, Bible and daily life. Hey, bless you guys. Uh, let's have a blast. Let's make it through the New Testament. Everybody should go through the New Testament one time in their life. Bless you guys.